And the Oscar goes to... didn't know how to how to start and like normally I have something like funny to say normally I have something I, like kind of provocative to say but this time I actually don't um wow so it's a, yeah. it's a first it's a first <laughs> I'm out of words well I mean it doesn't help that you hit record right after we had a very spirited conversation and by spirited I mean it's mostly me recalling facts about the wife yeah and my experience watching it and how angry it made me <laughs> and how <laughs> I I and our guests remember literally nothing <laughs> I mean well I'm like yeah and then there was a scene you know the Jonathan whole Price's character was flirting with the photographer yeah like so if you like if you need to recall any facts about the movie the wife just like hit me up on twitter like you don't have to read the wikipedia page just message me i'll tell you everything i can't don't do it <laughs> but uh yeah so this is not a podcast about the wife thank god, god. Oh, i will that. never watch that <laughs> never again glenn why did you do this please explain your choices um but yeah no we're talking about uh, blessed movies on this podcast because this is blessed picture podcast where we explore underrated and awful underrated off the whole movies we think are totally blessed i'm your host shelby mooring i'm your other host sky Payne. i'm not gonna get that clean i'm just gonna keep it as is great don't ask anything more of me uh we are once again in blessed giving mm-hmm. the blessed giving season yes welcome. and for this week's episode we have past future guests front of the pod etc 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 steven soderberg expert <laughs> Brittany fox on not to talk about a steven soderberg picture which i was kind of surprised that didn't come into the conversation but i guess because we talked about aaron brock yeah. last time we yes. covered the best one yeah yeah we gotta we gotta mix it up this time but instead you know i asked what would you like to do? You threw out some good options. I almost said, let's do the curious case of Benjamin Button only so I could, <laughs> so I could do the, uh, look seven or wait, no, huh? <laughs> I'm seven, but I look a lot older. <laughs> and that would be the entire episode. Nothing else, just that. And it would be a nightmare and nobody would listen to it. Um, but instead we're doing a movie that is about well, it's actually about friendship. I thought it was about baseball. It actually really isn't about baseball at all. I was like genuinely no. shocked by this. Um, it's a little movie um, that proclaims that dudes rock. Uh, it's called Everybody Wants Some, directed by Richard Linklater himself. And um, again, Brittany Fox, uh, my co-president of the Damon Lindelof television oh, show. Fan the crew. Um, Getting ready to but... start another Leftovers rewatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as as is like our like it's departure we're right after the departure you know it it feels right um Brittany is back to talk to us about this movie 
Um, but before we do that, uh, let's do blessed movie of the week. Shelby, would you like to go first? Not really. Hold on one second. Actually, <laughs> no, you know what? I'll go. I will go okay. actually. Um, so I, I was originally going to say Daisy and Confused because I did end up watching that for the first time, but, oh, I didn't wow. it. but um, I'm going to finish it after this when I'm like putting on my fake nails, but highly recommend that just as a prequel, obviously to everybody wants some, because I mean, it's basically the same movie, but there's no baseball and it's just a bunch of high schoolers going around getting high and getting drunk versus college kids doing that so there's that um but instead i'm just gonna you know throw a little shout out to the card counter uh finally watch that oh i've seen it i need to oh yeah paul schrader complete maniac (laughs) complete bozo weirdo he's a weirdo and i love it a total weirdo getting kicked out of like poker zoom clubs um for being a, a pervert but you know what the movie slaps i'll give him that i enjoyed it i actually went and expecting not really to like it because like I remember when I saw the trailer I was like this looks like it's going straight to Redbox this is the worst looking trailer I've ever seen in my life this looks terrible and I love Oscar Isaac so I'm like you know I guess I'll suffer through it because I suffer through a lot for him because he's in a surprising number of bad movies um but I was like you know what I'll sit down I'll watch this and the reviews initially I kind of saw were kind of middling on it. So I didn't really know what to expect Went in and actually really liked it. I thought it worked really, really well. There's some things about it that are a little insane. The score is weird. I don't understand what was going on there. There's this like one like breathy indie vocal track that plays several times throughout the movie. Don't know what that was about. Tiffany Haddish is good, but she feels like she's a, in a different movie entirely. I didn't understand that, but Oscar's incredible. They have good chemistry, so I'll give them that. Um, Willem Dafoe, once again, my dude shows up deranged as always. Love him. Ty Sheridan Never is been actually good. In his life. <laughs> I, no, 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 absolutely not. Ty Sheridan's good. And I'm not a Ty Sheridan. I'm a Ty Sheridan anti for some reason. Like there's just something about him that gives me off vibes, bad vibes. I don't like it, but he's good in this movie. Um, and in general, the, um, the scenes in the, uh, prison, are actually really incredible and really, really well done. And the rest of the movie is just compelling. So, you know, highly recommend checking it out. Um, Oscar Isaac in particular gives, I think one of my favorite performances of his and he deserves attention. He's so good. I need to watch it. It's been on my list and I've neglected it. Um, Brittany, do you have a movie you would like to share? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I went and saw Bergman Island over the weekend, which is the new Mia Hansen. Me and Hanson Love movie starring Vicky Creeps from the beach that makes you old. And, <laughs> There's something uh, wrong with this beach. <laughs> yeah. But this movie is like, it's kind of like an autobiographical movie about her and or her and Olivia Aseas, basically. It's them going oh, wow. to Vicky Creeps and Tim Roth are married and they go to the island where Ingmar Bergman lived for a while. Oh. And then the it's just, Bergman Island. Right. It's kind of her, them her just kind of walking around, chilling out, looking very chic in her casual wear. And then it kind of turns into this little like meta movie um, with Mia Vashikovska and Anders Danielson Lee, who is this really, wow. really hot guy who is also a medical doctor, like a literal medical doctor. What, like, what is he doing in this movie? Excuse me? Wow. Anyway, I gotta it do ends some, up being like, I gotta do some research. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you be hot? How dare you also be like 
a medical doctor. Exactly. Excuse me. Like a PhD or something like that. Like like an actual actual doctor. He's the good doctor. (laughs) He's the good doctor. Where's his TV show? I don't care about Dr. Sean Murphy. Wow. Can you are you looking at pictures of him right now? Yeah, I am. Is he hot? He's hot. He's hot. I can't wait to look him up. Actually, I'm gonna do that as well. I feel like I have to participate. He's been in he was in personal shopper. Yeah, I didn't oh, remember. Wait him from a that. second. Oh my god. But, I can't believe this man is just casually acting and also Yeah. He's also hot. in the yeah, worst yeah. person in the world, which is coming up soon. People are talking oh, about yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Okay, yeah, hot dude. Good for him. Is Bergman Island in theaters? Yeah, it is. Is it it just in theaters? I think so. My indie movie theater has not reopened yet. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I had to go out to the Alamo to see it. I mean, while my theaters are like showing like, you know, Christian movies and five people watch who gives a shit the jesus music that's literally a documentary that just came out (laughs) yeah literally like i'm pretty sure that is one of the movies literally playing wow it's randomly at like this one megaplex and it's like right next to my work (laughs) like like, it's the one that like is in the parking lot of the hotel i work at Hey, you can be like, hey, I gotta go to lunch. I gotta check out. See you later. Yeah, I think you're gone for like go. two hours and you went back to like, where were you? But what is your blessed movie of the week? I watched, let me just tell you about my viewing oh, Lord. habits this weekend. Because oh, when I was dying from the COVID booster vaccine, I finished the um, Hotel Transylvania trilogy. And then I did watch the, like, the first of Halloween Towns. Um, so that was the headspace that I was in. And then yeah. I immediately woke up the next day, felt like a real person. And I was like, I'm going to watch Kate Fear. So that really set the tone. Quite a but, pivot. <laughs> but let's be clear. The Nick Nolte one. De yes, the Nick Nolte one. The Scorsese one. Um, which I did like. But, um, and I watched like a bunch of really random movies. I discovered that uh, Woman on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown by Pedro Almodovar is the same Woman on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown that the musical, like it's the same. Like it's, I didn't know that his movie was like the musical. That was an eye-opening experience. But my my blessed movie, I'm going to say, is The Spy Who Came In From the Cold, which is from 1965. And it's like directed by Martin Ritt and Richard Burton is in it. And Claire Bloom, who is like, really fucking great and it's like about this like british like cold war agent and he does not want to like come back he's like nah i'm good like i i'm out here i've built so a life that's why so he so he's the one coming in from the coming cold yeah because the cold is the cold war <laughs> yeah yeah you get it um and it's like not like a courtroom drama but there are like courtroom drama elements and I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. Um, and I found it really fascinating. Um, it's really great. It's on Criterion. Social for you. <laughs> <laughs> that is very funny about they were like, well, it's a movie about like you know, a <laughs> yeah. guy who's a spy and doesn't want to be, you know, part of the Cold War anymore. What should we call it? <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, you know, the Berlin Wall is involved, all that. Was good like stuff. Frosty the spy man like not good enough? Like 
Now that sounds like a 30 Rock movie, much like Needle in a Time Stack. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. One of the best reveals I've had on Twitter I, in a while. I was literally, when, when that title card came up, I said, no, there's no way that this is real. And it was. I thought someone literally, like, I thought this was fake. Like, I was like, there's no way this is real. Like, somebody, like, put this in. Yeah, no, horrible title. That was like spies in disguise level, like bad reveal, like right there. Worse. Needle in a time stack. Why did they just call it time stack or something? Like just cut off. Like no one's gonna question what the fuck but it's what called. What is a time stack? That. It doesn't matter. That's the thing. Needle in a time stack sounds like it's like, <laughs> oh, we know what like a needle in a hay set haystack is you know what I mean but like time stack you just said that it's like oh maybe that's like something that happens in the movie like maybe there's like some sort of intricate weaving of time but like my, when it's me, my what the plot is like they're doing like Jenga it's like with time <laughs> and then they start the there you go that see that would make more sense than whatever the hell's going on with that title in relation to the movie like I under like, no it's too much like one second it's Cynthia Revo, the next second it's Frida Pinto I don't know like wh- what's going on there sure that movie it's, will make a whopping five dollars at the box office it's gonna it be like even... the Playmobil movie <laughs> oh sweet Jesus the money laundering scheme for somebody you know, you know that was a front for somebody has to be a front <laughs> i hope i hope that daniel radcliffe got paid handsomely for his five seconds of screen time in the playmobil movie i'm gonna taylor joy what well, led her to queen's game but it was the playmobil movie yeah they loved her work in the playmobil movie <laughs> edgar wright saw that was like gotta hire her <laughs> wait i didn't yeah, actually- watch it yet but did you see that he like tweeted like a she sings i guess in last night in soho and he tweeted this is the exclusive video of her singing i didn't listen to it well i mean she's singing in the trailer i don't know it's like a whole thing she's is that her singing like, in the trailer i swear that's like that it's like her voice kind of like inner yeah. like it's like very whispery and like not yeah. like fully the focus of the trailer but definitely i feel like that's her singing wild it's gotta be because it sounds like her that's the thing she's the kind of person where she sings and you're like yeah that's what she would sound like singing of course like there's no like it's not i'm not expecting her to have like celine dion's voice okay (laughs) i don't like that like what wait when is celine coming up by the way i have to bring that up right now just because celine dion is on my brain god i gotta look that up i can't wait to watch that movie i I haven't heard anything about it since we heard like the tiff schedule drop and then the trailer came out. Hold on. We're going to find out. I feel like they're hiding a lean from us. November 11th. November 11th. It comes out in France. Oh. Hopefully it'll follow or fall, fall in onto VOD at some point immediately after. I'm excited. I'll watch it for my birthday. Oh. Three days before my birthday. My dad's yeah. birthday is the next day. That's Leonardo DiCaprio's birthday. <laughs> November 11th. Wow. Veterans Day. Thank you. But uh, we aren't here to talk about Aline. No, no, we no. We're here to talk about, we because we've gone completely off the rails. We are here to talk about a movie that is about baseball, but it's not about baseball. It's everyone's on, like we said at the top of the show. This had been on my watch list for a very long time. And when Brittany brought it to the table, I was like, yes, I've been wanting to see this. And I didn't know anything about it. I didn't even know that it was about baseball. I just like went in and was like, college movie, whatever. And when I, in the first few minutes, when 
um, Derek from Teen Wolf, Tyler Hecklin showed up. I legitimately, my jaw dropped. I had no idea. And then I was like, oh my God, this is the movie that he left Teen Wolf to film. Like, this is why he Mm -hmm. is not in season five of Teen Wolf. And I was like, wow, wow, wow. It really, it really threw me for a loop. And his look in this movie threw me for a loop. I loved the mustache. I loved oh, yeah. the fits. Yeah. He's extremely hot in this movie. Oh, yeah. So hot. Everybody like, in this movie. Absurdly. I, it's the fashion. We need to bring back that fashion. Yeah. yeah. Booty shorts for men. Like, right. just like, you know, that tweet that's like, <laughs> men in the 70s, you know, how do we get that back, right? Like, why did men look like that? You know, like, we, we need that in regards to like the fashion in this movie specifically, like him walking around in a crop Jersey, Richard Linklater said, here you go, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're looking for. That's what you're coming to this movie for. And he was correct. I will forgive him for making the opening song, a boyhood yellow by Coldplay just for that. That was a dark time. For me. I, I See, how do you remember that? I blacked out all of boyhood. Because that made me so angry that I then thought to myself, I have to watch the rest of this movie. I've already committed to it. And that started it's off. three hours like, long. It's three hours yeah. long. And this is how it starts. I'm in for a horrible time. I just know I'm going to hate every second of it. And actually, I did hate most of it. One of the only parts I liked about it was Patty Arquette herself and his daughter that I can't remember the name of, which people didn't like her, but I was like, you know what? Actually, I enjoyed her in this movie. You all are misogynists. That's my excuse. I was going to ask you guys if you had Richard Linklater feelings. I, I do like the, I mean, like, I love the before trilogy. Of course. Of course. Um, I didn't, I was not a boyhood person. I did obviously school of rock, a fucking banger. Days and confused, is, yeah. a banger, um, mm-hmm. and I I just like never saw this one, and I don't know why I missed it. I don't know what I was doing, but like, well, and I did, did I did not see like... where to go. Bernadette is what I have oh, God, to say. No, it's not. It's not a good movie. It's so yeah. it's bizarre. Kristen Wiig is in it. For some yeah, reason. like so yeah, like strange. This movie, this movie made five point four million at the box office. Yeah, it made, but and not enough on the budget that it had which was kind of shocking that it was like what like a 10 million dollar budget it was a 10 million dollar budget yeah i knew it was, it was a paramount movie i was i was so surprised yeah that is kind of wild my thing with link later is that i haven't seen a lot of his filmography so because i haven't seen the before trilogy don't yell at me and mm-hmm. i'll watch it eventually wow. um um boyhood school of rock were like the two biggest ones days and confused watch that recently um i'd seen i think i've maybe seen part of his bad news bears remake um and then obviously there's this and boyhood hater not into it didn't like it really was in in for a bad time with that one um but i enjoyed this you know luckily thank god and i enjoyed what i've seen of days to confused of course um which has an incredible cast just like this one um but yeah, no, I, w- I would like to watch more of his movies because I'm curious, but I don't have like a strong 
urge, right? Like he's not like at the top of my list, I would say compared to some other director directors. Um, but I'm glad I watched this because this was one that I'd heard about for a long time and seen around and stuff. So yeah. watching it, it was like, okay, I get to check that off. And it's like, oh yeah, a bunch of hot dudes. And there's actually not like a lot of baseball in it. And Zoe, du- <laughs> Zoe Deutsch is in this movie. Love her so much. It's such a um, random cast. Um, yeah, it is. I, I do think it's very funny on the IMDb trivia. There's one line that's like, after Fast Food Nation, this is the second film directed yeah. by Richard Linklater in which Glenn Powell has a starring role. Yeah. Isn't Glenn Powell the one whose mom like was like defending yes. him on like Stan Twitter? Yes, she is. <laughs> he also is dating Nina Dobrev. Yeah. Oh, he was. He was at some point. I don't know if they're still together though. I love um, him in this movie. He's so good. Oh, he's great. He's great. And Everybody's great. Um, Brittany, how did you find yeah. this movie? Are you a link later person? Did you see this in theaters? Were you one of the yes. 5.4 million? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw it in theater. I'm a big fan of the before trilogy and I did like boyhood. I'm going to be wow. the lone boyhood defender. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw boyhood in theaters. So yeah, I did too. I don't remember but, any of it. <laughs> I'm just very resentful. That's all. Like, I just have a lot of hate in my heart. I'll admit it. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just kind of like his, all of his movies are just kind of good, good vibes. You always knew you kind of been, yes. except for Before Midnight, which is strictly bad vibes. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. The worst vibes possible. Like, <laughs> Though it is maybe my favorite of the trilogy, which is probably uh, strange but it says a lot about us <laughs> yeah. love that for you guys oh my god yeah so you were into this movie it, it just you just like the vibes is there anything particular about this movie other than you know hot dudes and vibes or is it just is that it is that the magic of this movie because that was what I was getting from this I mean that's yeah. the main that's the main appeal of it I think but there's also yeah. just like I made a joke on Twitter or somewhere and I was like, the only good sports movies are about math, Moneyball, um, Himbos, Everybody Wants Some, or Kissing, yep. Love, and Basketball. Yeah, so true. <laughs> Those are the only it's, good sports movies. It's so <laughs> exactly. true. Like, 100%. I know, and I love that this movie, like, takes place, like, over, like, the weekend before they start. Like, it's, like, a welcome week movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just like found it so delightful. I do think it's absolutely insane that the school like bought these houses for them. Um, my school would have <laughs> fucking never, they would have said good luck, um, finding off-campus housing. Um, but I did love the, like, I feel like they nailed the aesthetics of like a dirty college house. Like I was like, Oh, I lived in this house. Like this is, okay. I've, I've been in this, um, place. And I, it was just like the vibes, the aesthetic immaculate. I loved it. My thing about it is that the general look of this movie is actually really great. My only complaint, and I mean, this is my only complaint. It's so good until you see, and I feel like this is typical of a lot of movies that are period pieces. Anytime they show counterculture, so like punks or whatever, the punks in this movie look like like hot topic employees. And I don't mean that in a nice way. I mean that in like, oh, this is my idea of like what a punk person looks like, like in 2021, like what they would look like in the eighties. And it just is like, it took me out of the movie, but the rest of it is so perfect down to the wardrobe, down to the music choices, even though some of them I'm like, I don't think this movie was out or this song was out yet. right? But like, unlike I, Tanya, which does the cardinal sin of like using songs that aren't from the era. And I'm not even talking like, 
before the era that the movie takes place in, but like after the era the movie takes place in. This movie generally is pretty on target with that. It works. Days and Confused had a very similar thing of like pretty good choices and yeah, and like when when they when he uses like songs that like aren't of that period, it like still like vibes at least. Like I Tanya, mm-hmm. it was like start he has a good sense for that except for yellow by coldplay being the opener of boyhood like he does understand at least like honestly when this movie started out with my sharona like blasting i was like i'm all the way in like i was like okay i was a little mad though because it's then contrasted with blake jenner's face and blake jenner of course his absolute asshole jerk face we do not stand like that's the big issue with this movie i knew nothing about this man i know nothing about this man oh well because you didn't know no she didn't watch anything related to glee so i I thought that this was i thought i thought that this was like a a jenner sibling (laughs) that i opened wikipedia and i was like oh no i made an error no, the whole entire thing. No, this guy, like, obviously, I'm not, we're not going to go into the details, but like, he was on the Glee project, then he got a role in Glee. Him and um, Melissa Ben, Ben, how you say Benoist. Benoist. They were both on Glee together and then they were married. And then obviously, a really bad relationship. He was abusive, terrible. Um, that came out within the last two years. She's luckily, you know, had a happy healthy re- relationship she's married uh, the whole deal good for her happy for her um and then he meanwhile actually after that hasn't really worked except for filming the merrily we roll along adaptation that link later is trying to push up the I hill, will, which we'll i will see. be silent i'll be silent the <laughs> earth will explode be before then that's all i'm gonna I, say no i i i've i am i'm working on cursing that movie don't worry and i think i've <laughs> You, but here's the it. here's the good news though unlike steven spielberg lying in wait for everybody to forget about ansel elgort's actions this movie at least has the benefit of not coming out for like for 20 years jillion years right so it's like by the time that it does come out it's like like everybody in this movie could be completely irrelevant and not even matter anymore or it could have been canceled like there's no way of knowing Mm-hmm. regardless it's very funny to me that this is even a thing that's happening i don't understand do we, why do we this know is... if it's still happening like i haven't heard anything last about i checked it. on the wikipedia page it didn't say anything about it not happening because they already filmed the first segment of the movie so mm-hmm. there's obviously more they have to do but i don't know and his whole thing obviously is like time and aging and youth mm-hmm. and all of that good for him but like i'm like do we have to go so literal what is the fascination with like boyhood was a fun experiment but half of the reason why it was so praised is because it was an experiment because it was Mm -hmm. like you know oh we're seeing the actors age in real time this is really interesting whatever and nobody had really done it like that before and there was such a dedication to this project for over like 12 years but like it's like these are adults these are adults doing this i'm like we're gonna watch like 20 year olds turn into like or 20 somethings turn into like what 60 year olds maybe like i don't even there yeah it's like in the 40s um also did you know that merrily we roll along is backwards did you know that Hmm. so it's it starts at the end oh yeah there you go so it'll start when they're older so is it like benjamin button yeah sort of I guess. in a sense <laughs> yeah um sorry, I but I look a lot older no okay I would like to talk about somebody who I really this person was not on my radar until this summer um Wyatt Russell 
giving a great our king grungy hippie performance i love him and i mean i thought oh he was great in falcon my Winter birthday Soldier. twin oh my god i love that like you know i absolutely you know me and all my homies hate john walker but we love <laughs> wyatt russell worst, as john yeah. walker no, he's great. He's a fantastic yeah. actor. And what's great about him is one, him and Zoe Deutsch both make the argument of nepotism good, maybe, you know? Yes. Um, he's great because he combines both of the wonderful qualities of Kurt and Goldie and that he can play a more intense kind of like Kurt Russell role. And then he can play like the kind of ditzy, like sort of yeah. bubbly Goldie <laughs> part, which is really fantastic. It's like, wow, his he was like a stoner from San Luis Obispo was like, I was like, this is inspired casting. I was like, if there was like an Oscar for casting, I would have handed that to whoever <laughs> cast this movie. Brilliant. Have you heard of Lodge, Lodge 49? No. His show I've that was on AMC. It. It's wonderful. It's like him I playing like it a stoner bro a surfer bro again and he oh, like his dad I think his dad dies at the beginning of the show and mm-hmm. he gets like involved in this conspiracy theory it's kind of like inherent vice big Lebowski vibes but like there's not as much plot as that even though those movies <laughs> don't really have that much plot <laughs> even less <laughs> I he's like so talented to me and I literally this cast they all seemed like they were like like friends like I was like oh I love like they're all like riffing on each other and like I just like felt the like I was just like I love this they feel like a baseball team they feel like real they people do. well and it helps such- that, oh I, I was just gonna say it helps that like at least like the bottom half of the cast is just like they're just baseball players it does yeah. help in that mm-hmm. sense and obviously Tyler is was he wanted to play baseball he actually turned down the role of Emmett in Twilight because he was so focused on his baseball career. And then it was like, he had a hamstring injury or something. And so then he like went out for more auditions. And then his coach was like, you should just like act. <laughs> you should get into that. And then he did. Um, and obviously he had acted before because he was in Road to Perdition as a child. And he was like in commercials as a baby and the whole deal, which I didn't realize. Like, I was like, wow, he like has had a long career. Like, and all I can think about is I like didn't Teen know Wolf, right? Any of this, I literally thought he was just like, I'm like, oh, Derek from Teen Wolf. Yeah. No, no, no. Fully has had a career for a while, has been around for forever. Um, and then this is one of the few things he gets recently that actually utilizes him in a way that is interesting and doesn't completely waste him. And like, you know, it's it's hard already being stuck in Teen Wolfville, but then being siloed off into um, CW hell um, on Superman and Lois is like a nightmare. He's playing um, literal Superman and it feels like, like why is, wait, come on, he's, he should be. You didn't know yes. this? Yes, literal Superman, but he's on the CW, so it doesn't count. (laughs) Oh, poor Tyler Hackman. It sucks. It really does suck. Like I, I mean, like I really did enjoy him in Teen Wolf. I did watch Teen Wolf. Um, shout Mm. out to Christian Skillian, host of Teen Wolf Free Wolf podcast. Um, (laughs) but I, like, I thought he was so good in this movie. I was like, damn, we need to give him more roles. Um, and now we need to free him from CW hell. I know. Unfortunately, CW just is like, CW at this point, um, to borrow a term from the Playmobil movie, it's just like, it's like a money laundering front or something. It's like, how do they keep this shit going? I don't understand. And like, 
He deserves better than that. He has the charisma. He has the look. He has everything you need. And he's a good actor. Like, he's not just like a handsome man. Like, he has everything. And it's like, he's just unfortunately stuck in the worst place possible. And it gives me a similar level of frustration to like Oscar Isaac's career and a couple of other actors. It's like, why? They have everything you could want and they're stuck in this one particular place. And it's really frustrating. And I mean, he's like, I mean, him and Glenn Powell just like yeah. come off the screen in this fucking movie. Like, oh it's my like, God. yeah, it's like, when are these two going to pop? Right. I guess Glenn Powell will pop in 2025 when fucking Top Gun finally comes out oh, or God. whatever. God. Depressing. The fact that they are, they don't have like a slate of rom-coms like, coming up is like, it's like so sad. Like that's where they should be. They would be so good. Like and this Glenn is all I have. had set it off, but like that was kind of mm-hmm. it. And then it's like Tyler could be like a Netflix dude, right? He could totally be in a bajillion Easily. like Netflix whatevers. Mm-hmm. And, but no, he's just stuck in CW Hell forever and ever and ever and ever. I'm sure he'll end up on Riverdale or something at some point. Who fucking knows? But like, even though those shows don't cross over, it's like that's just how CW operates at this point. They're just like hey we're bored why not just like throw superman on riverdale or whatever you know what i mean like it doesn't who cares um and yeah and it's like those two in particular really popped blake jenner is really interesting though to me in comparison because even though i already had negative feelings towards him he does not do a single thing in this movie he's just there yeah I mean, so a- i didn't have negative feelings like i didn't know anything about him and i was like okay it's so clear that he's like a step below the rest of them yeah Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's so funny because he's like definitely like the audience surrogate in a sense like he really is like the it's not dissimilar to like a movie like pride where you see george mckay's character and he's kind of introduced to this world and you're learning about it with him etc cetera, etc cetera. um but george mckay at least is like has a personality in that movie um despite being the audience surrogate Blake Jenner's character in this movie does not have a personality. He's just kind of like a hot guy who plays baseball. And that's literally his entire thing. Whereas everybody else is so defined and mm-hmm. so interesting. And like, you're really like, oh, what's that guy's deal? Like, wh- what's he been going through? You know, what's his life like really? And then it's like Blake Jenner is around and you're just like, oh, here he is again. And the good news is that for the majority of the movie, up until I would say about an hour in, we don't really spend too much time dwelling on his inner life really at all. Um, and it's only until that back half when it's like, oh, well, he's having a flirtation with Zoe Deutsch's character. And it's like, you know, like who cares, whatever. And um, the, there's not a ton of conflict. So it's like, you don't really have to hear him sitting around having long conversations with people or anything. And then when he does have conversations with people and it's like, just like, you know, really focused on them. It's like, oh, he's not good. Like that's kind of like the vibe. It's really like a weird thing. It's, you know, it's kind of like how Toby Maguire just kind of disappears in the back half of Great Gatsby. And you like, you're kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, this performance works because I'm not thinking about it. He feels kind of like the similar type as the guy the the kid in boyhood. Like yeah. Yeah, The kid in boyhood is he's not a good actor. He's he's just a kid. And yeah, it's like you they don't have to worry about. Kid. You didn't know. You didn't know what you're getting. Yeah. It's like all the Harry Potter right. actors. Yeah, really. Like you're not expecting much from this person. You don't really know. The How are they going to around him? That? Yeah. I think it's interesting because, like, Linklater is like this could be a, like a sequel to Days and Confused or to Boyhood because, like, Boyhood like ends with like him going to college. And I was like. 
now that you're saying that, I'm like, damn, he really does have the boyhood feeling. I'm like, maybe this is more <laughs> boyhood than Daisy. When I read days. that, I almost went back to my letterbox review and took off half a star. I was like, no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby really hates boyhood. I just it was apathetic and don't remember it at all. I was like, no, look at the stars. Look how they don't shine for you, Richard Linklater. <laughs> <laughs> I, out, like, he wrote a few he wrote years the first draft of this movie in like 2005 yeah which is like wild to me um because that like puts it at like such a more like interesting place in my head like that's like before before midnight and before mm-hmm. fast food nation lol <laughs> which I thought was a documentary when I was looking at his filmography. It's like, oh, that's like a documentary, right? And I clicked and I was like, wait a second. No, it's oh, not. No. I'm so confused. I think there, I think there is like a documentary like about that. Well, I put it in the same camp as Supersize Me. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I think of it in relation to it in my head. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like I think it's like the same. But yeah. um he couldn't get financing for it until 2014. Well, and there was another project that he was going to work on, but he's like, screw this. I want to work on my baseball movie. I'm leaving. And (laughs) thank God he did because this was delightful. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this again sometime. Like, I was like, this will be in the rotation. This is like films that like, just like make me happy because I really like the vibes. Yeah. And I mean, what's so great about this movie and what makes it work is that, you know, obviously he spent a lot of time thinking about like, how do these characters function? How do they interact? Except for Blake Jenner's character, who is like nobody. Like, how do they He's function? a baseball how player. That's all he is. Yeah. He's just a baseball player. He's a pitcher. Which He's they all a pitcher. <laughs> the most oppressed class on the freaking <laughs> baseball diamond, I guess, like from the way that they talk about him. Um, but like, it's like he thought about how all of these people function in relation to one another. You know, the newbies coming in, the seniors, you know. Mm-hmm the people kind of in the middle, um, you know, thinking about how these older, you know, older team members, you know, would interact with the new people, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody has their own kind of defined personality traits. It's Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, But alongside that, you know, you sort of get a sense that like, once you know that it really is about kind of like his experiences, it's sort of semi-autobiographical, mm-hmm. you get the sense it's like, oh, it's a kind of a fun exercise for him to go back and think about like his time playing baseball in college and like what that meant to him and how, you know, at the end of the day, it's really about like, these are memories that like, they'll hold with them forever like this is a really important part of their life even if in the grand scheme of their lives maybe it's not that interesting or that exciting it's like something that they'll reflect upon and it's like really important to who they are as people Mm -hmm. and whatever and um kind of a coming of age but not really right um and I I like thinking about that I'm like well yeah this feels kind of in a way you know, sort of sentimental in that sense. It's just sort of like, even though it's not really a sentimental movie, it's like, oh, he's like, like the end when he falls asleep in the in the college classroom. And I'm like, oh, that's the end of the movie. And then I was sort of like, oh, it's sort of like, like, oh, what, you know, what's next for them? Like, what's mm-hmm. the next step? How is this going to keep going? What's it going to be like? You just I, know I, that they've I, had a really great weekend and that means a lot to them, right? Yeah, I love that it, it like ended at their first day of class. Like, I love that this was like strictly like a welcome week film. Um, It made me like so nostalgic for like, college like I was like oh I want to go back I want to go to a college party um I I went to theater school as everybody knows and I was like oh when they were like going to the theater party I was like oh I feel very attacked right now like I was like (laughs) 
oh, I hate this, but also like, oh, I want to go back. I want to, I want to go to like a dumb baseball party. Like I would love that right now. Yeah. It's very wistful, especially that final shot Mm -hmm. where he's just kind of like thinking about how like he can already feel it slipping away from him, even as it's, it's happening, which is like kind of what a feeling that Richard Linklater really excels in. He does it a lot mm-hmm. throughout Boyhood and obviously all the yes. before yes. movies, especially yeah, Midnight. Yeah, before movies especially. And I think it's yes. like so interesting. I, I love like the freshmen who are just like so naive and like have no idea about the world or anything. And like the upperclassmen like guiding them through it. I just like find that, I just like love it. Like they're like, no, we'll take you to the bars. We'll show you, we'll show you how to cruise around and pick up women, even though they're not successful. But it's very funny to me. And it manages just- to be like not toxic either. Yes. Which uh, yeah. Yeah. Which, they're like which surprised me when I first saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Considering, I mean, it's mm-hmm. a bunch of men who play baseball, you know, and to quote Claire Foy and First Man. A bunch, bunch of boys, of boys. <laughs> yeah bunch of boys they're a bunch yeah. of boys and I love it I love that um they at first they do try to follow the coach's rule when he's like no women in the upstairs bedroom so they have like the one like fornicate <laughs> they have one room like a closet and, like I love yeah. that they're like trying at first they're like yeah we'll do this and then they're like just kidding no we're all going upstairs and I love like um when they're in Jake's room and they're like roasting him and like see they're like oh we're gonna take like this um record I'm gonna borrow this he's like don't scratch it and he's just like I just love all the guys just dudes being dudes I love it it really is dudes being dudes guys you know guys being guys dudes being dudes dudes rock etc etc um you know I What I like about this movie as well is that like there's like no plot. It really is just like it's sort of like season two of succession in the sense that it's like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we put these boys in this situation? Wouldn't it be great if we put this these boys in this situation? And then it just kind of goes on. And then it's like, you know, because my conception of this movie is that like, it, oh, it was like a, a baseball league, like intramural kind of a vibe. Like that's what I, like if you would have asked me to do what the plot, I would have said like intramural league, whatever. Maybe there's like a championship or something. No, it's literally like you don't get any baseball in any form until about 30 minutes in. And even then it's only Tyler Barely, Hickman, practice. Like, hitting the ball with an ax and cutting it in half. Okay, like, that's it. That, <laughs> I was like, this is- Cut this me is in half, me. sir. <laughs> The fit that he's wearing, like that cropped cropped uh, jersey. Yeah. Incredible. Just amazing. And I do love them hazing the freshmen. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm your problematic fave. I think it's funny that they put duct tape all over them. Well, see, I enjoyed that because it was like a jackass skit. You know what I mean? Like that's like, I was like, oh, a bunch of shenanigans, right? It's like mostly harmless. Like it's Mm -hmm. fun. I love that. You know, and like, I like the the dining hall after. Yeah, and like, I did. I got nostalgic for the dining hall because I worked at the dining hall, and I was like, "Oh, what a time!" As I was saying, there's like no baseball for like thirty minutes, and then after that, there's no baseball at all until an hour in, pretty much. And it's yeah. not even like an hour; it's like an hour and seventeen minutes in, and it's one practice, and then there's nothing after that. I thought like, "Oh, maybe there'd be like a scrimmage, there'd be like something." No, it's like a single no. practice, and then they go back and they party for a little bit, and that's kind of like it, right? Um, 
And so in a sense, I was like happy because I do not care for baseball personally, not into it, never really been mm-hmm. into it. Um, it doesn't help that I, of course, grew up um, with my brother playing baseball. So I get dragged to games a lot as a kid. And I was like really annoying to me personally. Um, wasn't into that. Now, but then watching this movie, I was kind of like, oh, I kind of wish there was a little more baseball in this movie. Like I was going to lie it's fun. They're fun. And I like watching their dynamic, like during practice. Like, I think it's like, like, like Brittany was saying, like with like the pitchers, right? Like they like hate the pitchers. There's all these like little infighting, just like little things that are like, Oh, like um, them thinking they've seen the scout and it's just some guy paint. They're like, he's a master of his guys. And it's just some guy painting the trim on a house. (laughs) Like Very silly. Um, and a lot of the stuff in there reminded me just of like my time spent around baseball fields, um, where it's like, you know, like there's one guy who's like really superstitious and like has to have a specific helmet or whatever, like very that, um, and just the general dynamics, a lot of shit talking, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I, I was kind of like, oh man, maybe I do like baseball, but then I was like, no, I don't. I just like this movie. Um, and it reminded me a little bit of that, the TikToks I've seen going around. It's like, which baseball players are for girls? And then it's like, they list off and they're like, okay, this player, he's for girls. This one's for girls. Sorry, boys. This is for girls. You know, like it's wow. just a bunch of random I'm, baseball I'm players. I'm not on TikTok anymore, but I would love to know who from the Dodgers is on that list. I, yeah, I don't know who any of them are pretty much. So I'm like, yeah, no, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're for girls. Like when I see those TikToks, I'm like, yeah, those I are also, for girls. Yeah. Like a very like small moment that I think was like such a good, I'm like Richard Linklater is so good at like very small moments. And mm-hmm. one of them was like when Jake is like up in, um, Wyatt Russell's room and they're like rolling weed. And he's like looking at the twilight zone collection. Like, of course the stoner is like into twilight. Like it just like, it makes twilight zone, not twilight. Zone, twilight. Not twilight. <laughs> what if I <laughs> like in 1980 really into twilight? It's like, it hasn't been invented yet, but okay. you see like Edward Cullen hanging on the wall next to him. <laughs> By the way, oh, like, I rewatched so. Breaking Dawn part one and two this, like yesterday. Wow. I had a great time. I got it. Cinematic totally events. Oh, so funny. <laughs> Those so were great. my least favorite. I was so mad. Um, Who's the best one? Or Breaking Dawn part two? The best one? Breaking Dawn part two and New Moon are my top two favorites now. <laughs> That's how it is. The, the first Twilight movie is third. Breaking Dawn part one is like, Last. is. No, that's last for me. No, it's no, next no, no, no. to last. Eclipse, Eclipse is, is last. bad. Eclipse, nothing yeah. fucking happens in Eclipse. Like nothing. It's like sucks. Breaking Down Part One is funny when you rewatch it because it really is the like truly fucking absurd. The backbreaking Rosalie telling Jacob, "Shut up, dog," or whatever. Stay on this dog. That's what she says to him. So funny. Was losing it. You know, like. Rosalie being very pro-life, very insane. Yeah, that's why like, I, that's why I hate it. It's, it's too Mormon. It's that's like the most well, Mormon one. I was having a great time. Very funny. I can't believe I brought this. Um, yeah, he's really into the Twilight <laughs> Zone. Twilight Zone. Yeah, he's really into the Twilight Zone. He also says that he like can, you know, he's really good at smoking weed essentially, just because yeah. he like he has like swimmers lungs because he grew up on two rivers. That's what he says. It's, it's so good. And I, I love the, like, we find out that he's like been scamming this whole time. Oh and like, he's been pulling a Collins. He's been pulling a Collins the entire time. He is literally oh going college to college, 
baseball team to baseball team and like and just playing and being like yeah I'm a college student and they're like yeah sure son which is even funnier when it's like a big scandal that he's like actually in his 30s because I'm like Glenn Powell looks also in his let's say they all look like they're in their 30s I like like Hoechlin does not look like he is in a (laughs) college no but he's sexy enough he can get away with it right like I'm like yeah sure absolutely yeah he's definitely like a fresh like 21 years old yeah. but like no when it's revealed that he's like 30 part of me was like ew gross creepy but I'm also like oh that means he's out of the movie come back like I miss you like right like it was very conflicted <laughs> this dude is out of the movie <laughs> no I also really love Dale like I love another dumb freshman who's like trying to be like the best of like the dumb freshman like he's like oh I have to I have to win this competition that's not a competition but like I have to be the coolest you know I think it's really fun. Jay Quentin Johnson, who also was in the Dirty Dancing remake, by the way. Oh, was he? He was. And he was playing oh, the piano. Yeah. He was all, he also um, was in Hamilton. Oh, and he, he played Hercules Mulligan. Yep. Did the whole thing. Wow. On Broadway. Yep. I didn't know that. Real singer, dancer, dude. And you could tell, because like, when it comes to the actual rapping that happens in this movie, because yes, there is <laughs> rapping. If you haven't seen yeah. this movie, there is rap. They do Rapper's Delight, and then at the very end, there's like a little special, like during the end credits, a little, you know, music video of all of the teammates like rapping. And it's like very like straight version of a RuPaul's Drag Race, like rap challenge, like Rumix challenge. No, not um, the Rumix. There, like, there is some work in there that is, um, I would say, even worse than uh, Eureka's verse in American. I have, I have some, I have some news about um, Jake Quinton Johnson. What he sings in the Dear Evan Hansen movie, <gasps> "You Will oh. Be Found" performer. Thank you. Oh my God, you're right. Wait a second. I know, I knew this. I like knew this in my heart of hearts because I, I think I've seen him. I can't believe like, that this is like, he was like in like one TV miniseries, like movie. And then this was like his first role. And I like wish that he like broke out more. I wish the well, movie was in fairness, better. I know. He was better. on Broadway. He was on Broadway. <laughs> so like he's doing pretty good for himself. It's just probably it a lot of his work is like theater stuff. Yeah. So we probably don't see it. Um, Ryan Guzman, Guzman is a really interesting one um, because I knew him as like the boy next door guy in the, the insane. step up three. Yes. <laughs> I read his filmography. I'm just going to read it out to you because it is truly absurd. So he's in the boy next door. He's the titular boy next door to JLo's teacher next door. Even funnier because he gives her a first edition of like the Odyssey or something, absolutely absurd. absurd, or the Iliad, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's one of those things, and it's like, wait a second, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Um, he's in two Step Up movies, as Brittany mentioned, Step Up Revolution and Step Up All In, which I didn't even know existed. Um, he's also in the Jim and the Holograms movie that flopped. Um, oh, like five. The movie's years. actually not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> So you're one of the five people, Brittany. I just, yeah. I just had a stroke. I, was- I legitimately just had a stroke <laughs> because I am now on hamiltonmusical.fandom.com looking at his profile and it said age 23. And I was like, how the fuck is he 23? There's no way. And then it says born in 1994. And so I think that this wiki just doesn't know. How no, to they do haven't, that. they haven't updated it. That happens to be a lot. Like anytime I go to like a fan wiki, they often don't update ages for people's, for like bios he's like 27 yeah no fully i 
had a stroke. I was like, I was like, there's no way he was that young when they were filming this, but no, here we are. But then also Ryan Guzman was also in Heroes Reborn, the reboot that everybody remembers and enjoyed. Um, and then an episode of Chop Jr. as a guest judge, by the way, I just had to mention that. Um, a small arc in Pretty Little Liars. And he also now has um, appeared on 911 and 911 Lone Star. Oh, so he's correct. in the Ryan Murphy universe. He has big, like Ryan Murphy stable energy, like for some mm-hmm. reason. There's just something about him. I think it's just because he's a pretty man. Like that's like it. I think that's a very most- symmetrical brunette man. A Ryan brunette Murphy man, type. yes that too can't forget that part of it i mean and at one point in this movie he jumps into the water wearing a jock strap so like of course ryan murphy probably saw that i was like i'm calling that guy up can yeah. you do that in my stuff glenn you know? powell was also in the ryan murphy verse he was in spring yes, queen he was he was i forgot about that one of the really? few ryan murphy things that i, I ever wonder finished. wait do we think that ryan murphy has seen this movie <laughs> probably like, i would say I definitely a yeah a chance. he no. was he was I mean, part of that 5.4 million i think um there's also i just want to mention this because i feel like it would be remiss to not mention it but i also think part of the reason why i thought there was more baseball in this than there was is because i also confused it with another movie called undrafted which came out the year before this one directed by joe mazzello starring your guy sky aaron tveit and tyler hecklin is also in that movie Wait, why don't baseball. I know about this? How did this miss me completely? It's Chase basically, Crawford? I mean, it, yeah, it, like cast is absolutely <laughs> executive it's produced, by, produced Tony by Tony Romo. Romo. Yes, exactly. How did you know about this movie? When, because <laughs> I'm confused with everybody wants them. When you, when the, you catch me just watching this on Letterboxd, no one say a fucking word. <laughs> No one's saying that. Like it's super which makes it even funnier. It's like not a good movie, right? But <laughs> you see me adding this to my letterbox watch list. Literally, it never happens. Silence. Here's the thing. I am friends with Joe Mazzello on Facebook. So that was part of it. Also, I followed a ton of Teen Wolf people on Tumblr, even though I'd only watched one season. I, I think it was like one of those things. Person and an Aaron Tveit person. Yeah, I like followed these people on Tumblr and I think they just were posting like gifts of it a lot. And I think that's kind of where it came in, Um, you know, and I mean, Tyler Hecklin's also in it. So like, I think that was the the thing. And I mean, it really is like the difference is just that like, I mean, it's a bunch of dudes playing baseball, intramural shit. Um, There's more baseball actually in that movie, I think, than everybody wants some, but I just think that naturally I confused the two in a sense like well guys, I wouldn't say I thought free. they were the exact same movie but they they were associated in my, my it's mind it's free on Pluto TV so uh of course it is I'll be watching that soon um I I have to say one thing that I found like so funny and I was like damn girl like I know that you're a theater major but like come on you can't oh, be that dumb um and it's when she asks Jake when his rehearsal like when do you start rehearsals like girl you know it's called practice <laughs> That's me. I'll say that. I'll say it. I don't give a shit. I can't believe that Richard Linklater like made a movie about theater kids. Like I was like, what's happening? You know, we should honestly ask more sports ball people, you know, about their costumes. 
There's literally an episode of King of Queens in which I won't get into the entire plot of this episode, but basically the idea is that Doug, played by um, Kevin James, his best friend Deacon, his son is playing, he wants him to play Little League because he's worried he's like too effeminate or whatever, which horrible, doesn't age well, right? But the one part of that movie or that episode that makes me laugh out loud is when the son comes downstairs and it's like, can I take off my football costume? Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's what I would say. I would say the exact same thing if I, I mean, were that kid. Like, I get it totally. It's like, okay, this is like, this is funny to me because it sounds like something I would say. I also can't believe that like the whole baseball team is like, yeah, let me go to this musical theater party because like, they were no. into that. They were like, why won't you, like, why are you hiding us, like, from this theater group? Like, why so are I, you I did absolutely love the, you're into astrology part. And he's like, I'm a Leo. Like, all this stuff, like, that brought me a lot of joy. And he I was, was like, fully, he was in like, it. I'm a Leo. I, you know, talking about what it would mean for him to be a father, right? Like, he literally was, like, going in, and they were, like, clowning on him. And he was like, this is how you get girls. And I was like, it's true. It wasn't even just that. It was like, I got this since he genuinely cared about being Leo. <laughs> like he really seemed well, like he actually did I mean, care. he's a Leo. They care. Also in general, this movie is interesting because like I mentioned, it really does put them in those different scenarios. So like they go to like the country bar and we see mm-hmm. who, but yoga with Adrian herself. <laughs> yes. You texted like me five that. Seconds. And I, I didn't I know screamed. that you didn't know that she was in this. Well, see, I knew she was an Austin native. Like, that's a big part of her brand. And obviously, Richard Linklater, famously Austin, you know, Austinite, right? And so, like, actually seeing her appear, because, like, she appeared in the cast list on Google. But, you know, that can be wrong sometimes. Or sometimes they'll note somebody and they're just, like, a background extra just because they're famous, right? Like, that literally happened to this movie that I watched called The Sentinel, in which... Tom Berenger is like listed as man at the end and you don't even notice him he is like he could be anybody right um but like so like I'm like not expecting her to show up I'm just like oh she's probably in the background somewhere and then they went to the country bar and she is listed as like country girl at bar or something and then there she is having a full-on conversation with Glenn Powell and he says something about like like she's like what are you what are you majoring in and he's like I'm a kind of linguist or whatever and she's like what's that and then like he says something snarky of course and she's just like oh and then they all go dance and it's great and I was very excited for her put her in more movies honestly <laughs> let, I'm just let saying a- I love let so much. yoga with Adrian be an actress also considering he has Alex Jones in some of his movies I think yoga with adrian could be his next you know like regular right could be a part of the stable why not she's well, much- is alex johnson he is in that. if i remember oh god i is can't remember it, it might be <laughs> waking life it might be i think it might be waking life i'm googling it i yes, could be right. wrong you're right there you go there you go um, the first, the first like thing that pops up is Richard Linklater is baffled by old pal Alex Jones' rise. It's insane. <laughs> Richard and the freaking frogs, gay, right? It's God. really funny. Like I imagine like working with him 
Well, yeah, my pal, he's totally normal. He seems totally adjusted. And the next thing you know, he's on fucking radio, sweating, looking like he swallowed like a fucking like hot coal and then yelling about they're turning the freaking frogs gay. It's like, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Selling supplements on the side. Selling <laughs> supplements, calling people soy boys. Like, I don't even know. Like, what's his deal? Like, insane. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. I don't know how this connected in my brain. But another part of this movie that I thought was like so delightful is when Buter is like, oh, I got to go. I got to go visit my girlfriend. She thinks she might be pregnant. And they're all like clowning on him for that. And then they're like, we have bets on like your phone, like how much of the phone bill is going to be yours and like how much it's going to be. And he's like, we have to pay the phone bill. And it's like, he's like this little freshman. It's like his like first moment in college where he's like, oh no, I have like adult bills now. <laughs> it's just, I'm a grown it's up. great. Yeah. And they're also like, how, how many days late is she? And he's like, one, one. day. And they all start clowning him. As they God. should. A lot of yeehaw discrimination in this movie. I gotta tell you, they're very rude to him. Uh, it kind of made me someone sad from the that. cell. It's, it's, it's deserved. It's, it's like, yeah, it's deserved. Also. I'm like, oh, I kind of felt bad for him. He was just like, call me by my normal name. Don't call me by that nickname. Like, please. That's all he wanted. He just wanted to talk to his girlfriend and be called by his name. That's all he wanted, okay? And he also was he was like, man. don't have sex in my room, you weirdo, while we're sitting up here having a conversation. That whole scene made me very angry because Blake Jenner comes up and he's like, well, they're in the room where you, like, the room where it happens, I guess you could call it. And jail, right? Um, <laughs> and he, he comes up there and he's like, please, can I borrow the room? I have a girl down there. And He's like, no, you can't. We're not supposed to blah, blah, blah. And they have this whole back and forth for like, what could have been five minutes. I'm like, this girl has left by now. This girl has fully left the building at this point. Like any hope you ever had, it's gone. (laughs) There's no way because you've spent so long arguing with these guys who were there first in that room. It just bugged me. I was like, this is very discourteous. I'm not into this. And this yeehaw discrimination will not stand. (laughs) yeehaw discrimination um okay I have one one qualm with this movie and it's at this theater party no nudity well yeah I would I would like I would like (laughs) to see I'm I'm unlike the puritans of today give me more sex scenes in movies thanks um show a little dick drop a little trowel you know let me see something when they go to this theater party a nipple (laughs) she's like you have to will you come help me with something and oh then God, there is no, an like don't. an Alice in Wonderland dating game who has ever done that at a party I personally have never no Brittany did this remind you of um Snatch Game of Love from Drag Race because oh, no. it reminded me of that <laughs> unfortunately I wasn't even thinking about that but yeah you're right the word like and, and Blake I'm Jenner talking, was about as convincing as some people on there yes like it was <laughs> It was honestly like the worst version of that where you have like India Farah as Jeffree Star as one of the panelists. I think who was, who was India next to? It was like Blair St. Clair's Ellen maybe and then like somebody else. And it was just like maybe Alexis Mateo as Walter Mercado. I can't even remember, but it was like something like that. It was some sort of lineup like that. And then India Farah was just like a dead fish the entire time. And that was how I felt about watching this it was like wow this really is like an episode of drag race that i don't want to be watching right now but i am forced to <laughs> terrible awkward bad that. vibes i was like i was like the fact that it got him a date a miracle literally oh my a miracle. god right 
I mean, she, oh, was, God. she and, was really into him. And here's the thing that only works in any sense because she is charming because Zoe Deutsch is like the most so charming, charming. charming person alive. When they're like, she's talking adorable. on the phone and like flirting with each other. I'm like, very, she's so charming in that. You yeah. love her. She's great. He is a void of charisma. He doesn't add anything. He has nothing of value to add to this movie in terms of charisma, acting, whatever. She, on the other hand, is so great. So it's like the only way you're getting any sort of chemistry from these two is because she's the one selling it. And that proves how good of an actress she is. She's able to like make something happen. But I still don't care about the relationship. I'm like, she's better off with somebody else. Like, I just don't, it like doesn't completely work for me. It doesn't help that like, you know, we see them at the beginning, like she talks to them in the car and is like, I like the quiet guy in the back versus Glenn Powell, who's like talking her up and, you know, being a weirdo, which by the way, that exchange is really funny. Cause he's like, you know, oh yeah, I'm all about the, the ERA, you know? And then he kind of goes a little <laughs> incel and then it's like, and then she's like, I like the quiet guy in the back enough of that. But, and then you don't see her until like an hour in and then it's like, okay, now they're going to go hang out. And, oh, I guess they're dating now. Like they're into each other. And then it's like, okay, end of movie. Like, right. it's like, it doesn't help sell you on the relationship really either. But also in a sense, I'm kind of like happy that it's like that. Because I'm like, well, now I'm not thinking about it. Like, and how like not good he is in that situation. It's very low stakes. Yeah. And it's like perfect for that stage of a relationship in college yeah, where it's just kind of like, you're just figuring things out. And and it like this movie in general is also very unconventional and how it like plays with plot and story it, because like like I said no plot it's very aimless it really is just about like scenario scenario conversation conversation and um so in a sense it does work like that and I mean this movie really is just about the characters it, it doesn't really care that much about like selling you a story or really like doing anything it's just very much like about developing the characters relationships and like how they're progressing and whatever and, and seeing them bond etc cetera, etc cetera. um and I mean that's the entire thing of this movie is it's like if you don't have that you will like do not have a movie and we say that a lot about movies but like in this case you literally don't have a movie if none of like these guys work as actors or have any chemistry with each other they're all so good I I would like watch like a sequel like I would watch so much more time with these this guys been a good mini series mm-hmm. honestly I think yeah it does at like some points I was like, this does kind of feel like a pilot episode of TV. Yeah, like, it does. I'm being introduced mm-hmm. into this world. It's their first week of college. I'll take more of it. I think Jordan Sirlis basically said as much on Letterboxd. It was like, this feels like a pilot, right? And I she gave it like three and a half stars. And I was like, yeah, that like totally tracks. Like, especially with that ending, you're kind of like, oh, what's the next episode, <laughs> right? Yeah. But this could even be like a 30 minute like comedy on like FX or something. Like it would work or HBO, you know, I think people would watch it, right? I'm kind of surprised it didn't like, like nobody approached him to be like, hey, we should develop this as like an actual series, do something I with think it, it's right? Because I think, unfortunately, like, nobody really saw this. That's true. That is true. It didn't make any money, but I think it would be more successful as a television series, especially with a cast like this. And plus it would take Tyler Hecklin out of Teen Wolf and uh, CW Hell if you were given a job on a show like that. So He's probably making so much money though. That's true. Also, is he going to do the Teen Wolf movie? Do we know? I doubt it. I think he left on bad terms to do this movie. Well, cause like Dylan O'Brien, like what's, is he going to be in the movie? Like, what's the deal? I know that like the other people are definitely doing the movie because what else are they doing? <laughs> Honestly. I don't know. Great question. The, ty- the styles and Derek were like 
the whole thing. point of the show basically yeah. And nobody cares about like Tyler Posey and Scott and you know all that. Like nobody. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like he's no. there. And Colton Haynes. Well, Colton Haynes will be happy to be employed. Uh-oh. I doubt Tyler Posey will do it. He's off being like a. He's like in a band now. No, I I, I swear I heard a comment from him on it that he was excited to do it. Oh wow. And I mean, Wolf he, about the titular team. Yeah, I think you have to have him. He is like the entire point. <laughs> Plus, oh, yeah. like like you said. He's actually really not doing that much. Yes, he has a band, but he also was like on OnlyFans, just like fucking around. Like, like what else does he have going on, honestly? Because the content I saw is like, he's just like not doing anything. Oh yeah, I guess he is going to return. Wow. He has nothing better to do. Like, honestly, Dylan O'Brien and Tyler Hecklin have the most to lose by going back to that. Like they really do. Everybody else. I mean, Brian is so charming. He's another one who should be a movie star and hasn't well, been able to be one. Everybody Isn't knows. he in the movie with Zoe, Zoe Deutsch, he the is. influencer movie too? Yeah. Even better. There you go. Good for him. I, I love him. And, him Brian. and Logan Lerman have really had like a resurgence. Mm-hmm. On, um, on I Twitter. do have, I have a playlist that is called like songs that would be featured in a movie Logan Lerman couldn't book, but you could also like switch that out <laughs> for Dylan O'Brien very easily. <laughs> Perfect. I love that. Um, I also just want to mention um, one actor in particular in this movie um, who <laughs> plays Niles, who's very intense and like weird and like all over the place. And he's the guy who's convinced that he's like, you know, got a 95 mile per hour yeah. baseball pitch, you know, and he's like super, super intense. Um, his name is, I believe it's Justin Street, but here's the problem. He has a twin brother named Houston. So I can't tell if it's Justin or Justin. <laughs> No, I hope it's Justin, but I'm just gonna call him Justin because I don't want to say Justin because that just feels wrong. But um, he actually also, you know, used to play baseball. His father, if I remember correctly, was like famous player himself. Um, I can't remember if it was baseball or football. There's like he plays his father in a movie, in fact, even if I remember correctly. That I think Aaron Eckerdson. I'm just gonna look this up because I'm like reciting this from memory. Um let me look it up. Hold on. Wild. It's called My All-American through 2015. Um, and it's based on the book Courage Beyond the Game, the Freddie Steinmark story by Jim Dent. Um, and then it's like got a bunch of other people in it. So he's not really the lead, but he is playing his own father, James Street, in it, who is a two sports star athlete at the University of Texas. Um, he was quarterback, um, and he led the team to the 1969 national championship in football. Um, and then as a pitcher, he was a two-time All-American who threw the only perfect game in the University of Texas history. So like, wow, big player. So I was right. He, no, he didn't play baseball or football. He played both. So there's that. Um, but so Justin Street, um, to me, he, is, he gives the most committed performance in this entire film. His character is absolutely insane, like just fully balls to the wall, absolutely absurd. And he has such great physical comedy, like when they're carrying him out of the bar after he's just gone on this whole rant about his screwdriver and everybody disrespecting him um, because he has, quote, the best cheese on campus. <laughs> wild he's like he's like putting his legs up trying to stop them from like carrying him in like he's a toddler absolutely absurd um and then like you know when he's on the baseball field and he's very very angry and he's like yelling at the fence 
great work. <laughs> really loved that. I was laughing out loud. And it's great because like, he's very intense and very scary. So like in real life, I'd be like, stay away from me, man. I don't like you. I'm very scared of you. But in this movie, I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. I'm having a great time watching this performance. It's it's How much of his delightful. performance is the haircut. It is. <laughs> and, and, and the mustache and, and the glasses. And the yeah. mustache. Yeah. It's, and it works. But, Cause he's so weird looking, mm-hmm. but he's like very yeah. like late seventies, early eighties. Like that's the look for sure. And it's, I do like that moment where he like, where him and Tyler Hecklin kind of have like a, they have like a bro moment when they're like, they oh, do. I get it. And they, they're like, yeah. oh, I like to see that. I'm he glad you basically, guys agree. Yeah. Cause Tyler Hecklin basically calls his shit out and is like, no, like mm-hmm. you're not throwing a 95 mile per hour fastball. Cause I'm like hitting the shit out of the park. Right. Um, and of course he's very upset about that. And then they, they come around to each other. Everything's fine. All works out. Um, and it's like nice to see him get that little character development of like mm-hmm. being completely just like off the walls to like, okay, like I'm, I'm learning my place here, um, which is nice growth. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's the most growth I think anybody in this movie displays, honestly. Yeah. Love that for him. It's great. Um. <laughs> and Tyler Hecklin, there's like a moment where he's like putting on cologne and like showing the freshmen how to put on cologne to like get oh, the gosh. ladies. <laughs> Just like I love it, I love it. Well, and then you get the shot of um. Oh God, I can't remember. I think it's Plumber, maybe. I think that's his name. It's like everybody leaves the room, and he like takes a little and kind of like <laughs> like dumps it on his crotch, basically. <laughs> it's so silly <laughs> when nobody's looking. I'm like, of course. I also I do have a I do have a note that it's like um the bar fight is like big Michael Phelps getting kicked out of a bar at Michigan energy um yeah that happened once yeah I I believe that 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 seems about right you know don't you know who I am yeah I'm drinking my screwdriver I have the best cheese on campus yes also he says the phrase raw dog a lot they love the word raw dog and i was like was that a big thing in the 80s like was calling your ass the best cheese on campus a thing in the 80s as well <laughs> i would like to know because that sounds like something that richard, richard linklater made up. i know i i, I, I would love it. to know like what parts are like richard linklater and his friends just like that that's like what they called it you know yeah like it's right. like when your family has an inside joke, but you don't realize it's an inside joke. Like you think it's a thing that everybody else just like casually, you know, does or refers to things as whatever. It's it's like I'm getting a little bit of that vibe from it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's like absolutely uh wild. Um you know, I yeah, I like I like this movie. I like the energy, I like the fact that there's like you know, the all these random guys scene. together. The dance floor scene is so fun. And when they go back to the after party and they play, give up the funk, they're having a great time. I was having a great time. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, I'm like trying to think of other stuff. Cause it's like, there really isn't a ton happening this way. It really is just like party scene, party scene, party scene, party scene, a little bit of party scenes, like, right. Um, and so much of it is in the dialogue, but it's like, what's the point in recounting the entirety of the dialogue of this movie? Because it just really is just like it. long drawn out conversations about bullshit, you know, that guys like talk about or whatever. Um, They're just the raw one dog. Raw dog. Yeah, you got a raw dog. It. Um, yeah. But the one thing I did think about a little bit is also, you know, I don't know if this is intentional because like, I mean, this is just kind of a bro movie, like a hangout movie. 
but I also am just sort of reminded, you know, after watching a movie like They Live, which is very much about like Reaganism and like the fucked up, just ugh, everything about that time period, right? Capitalism and I, be like that. Yeah, capitalism be like that. And then this movie is like takes place in 1980, which is the year before Reagan takes office and Carter is still president. And you just get the sense of like, I mean, they're also like dudes, like there's just a bunch of like dudes who play baseball, you know, so it's like, of course, they probably have a sense of carelessness and like being carefree and just like whatever easy breezy easygoing kind of thing going on anyway. But then you kind of think about it in like the its significance or the the time period its significance and in relation to the events and you're kind of like oh yeah this is like the last hurrah before reaganism i guess you could think of it as yeah since you yeah. know before we get to the point where it's like yes we should bring back the 50s because life was much better then you know that kind of you know nonsense um and i was just thinking about that i was like that's kind of interesting to to watch those two movies in um quick succession you know to one another um but yeah yeah. Oh, and then to also watch Succession, which is also, you know, just capitalism. <laughs> to the wild. Capitalism. Brittany, do you have final thoughts? No, I don't. I just think it's a really good movie, really great vibes. I turned it on yesterday when I got home from work and I wasn't in a great mood and then I turned it on. I was like smiling through the whole thing. I was like, yeah, this is a great movie. Happy. I, really, I love it. It brightened my day. And I'm so glad that you um, chose this movie. Um, because this has been on my watch list for like at least a year and I never watched mm-hmm. it and you gave me the push to watch it I'm so glad that this movie is in my life now yeah I wanted an excuse to rewatch it because I'm not a huge rewatcher of movies yeah, same. yeah. so this helped I yeah. am a rewatcher of films and I will rewatch this one I'm sure stepbrothers is the movie that I rewatched the most so that should tell you something <laughs> Um, the movie I've I think seen... mine on Letterbox is Carol. <laughs> <laughs> um, the movie I've seen I mean... most is like besides like once as a child, like as an adult, it has to be Social Network. I am as a person. And Patterson is also up there. Mm-hmm. That movie is like very comforting. Very lovely, very soft. Yes. Movie. Um, a movie that also not a lot of stuff happens in but also posits what if dudes kind of rock right yeah what if dudes write poetry and have a cute dog and i said (laughs) and are very loving to their wife right yeah like Like, they love their wife so much like it's so good and their wife by the way just like painting the hottest person alive also like she's She's so the hottest person alive yes that too so hot isn't that charlie chaplin's granddaughter isn't that, who the, isn't that no it's uh Golshifta I was Ferrari, like I was like wait correctly thank you though Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter's in some movie it's like Una Chaplin yeah, like what it is yeah I didn't know he had she's great I mean she was in um like Black Mirror she's been in a ton of stuff oh she's great oh I know who Golshifta Farahani that's her name I know who this I know who I didn't realize that um this was Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter Oh yeah, she was in Game of Thrones too. Yes, she was. She's been in a ton of stuff. She's all over the place. Once you see her, you can't forget about her. Okay, and be in all the avatars. <laughs> oh sweet Jesus Christ! Now wait, hold on. Do we think Avatar Two will be released before Top Gun Maverick? Mm, I think maybe. I I'm starting to think so too. Now, I don't know. 
Will the rest of the Avatar movies come out? Absolutely fucking not. There's no, no way the Earth will explode. Now, we won't I guess though we could ask the question: Will merrily co- we roll along? Come no, the we'll, other avatars. We'll be dead. We'll all be dead. There's no way. What's coming out first, Avatar Five or merrily we roll along? Yeah. If somebody doesn't like go in there and like burn all of the tapes or <laughs> the film reels or whatever that yeah. shit stored on the US, they snap the USB drive in half. I just can't believe Disney is just letting James Cameron just do just whatever he wants. <laughs> well, because- they're just not even checking in on him. No, they're just, just like, yeah. have fun in New Zealand or Australia or wherever the hell you are. Like, enjoy your time. I think part of it is because they're like, well, we invested all that money into the fucking theme park. So we got to like cash in this check here. Because it's like Avatar Flight of Passage fucking rocks. I'm on record. I'm on record. It's a fucking great ride. I hated. I didn't like Avatar. I went in there. I was wearing a button that they have Disney. I'm celebrating buttons. And I wrote, usually people are like my birthday, whatever, you know, like people write. I wrote Catherine Bigelow beating James Cameron the Oscars and wore that around Pandora all day. And then I was like, fuck, this is one of the best rides I've ever been on in my life. And I cried. I feel like the Avatar theme park has like eclipsed Avatar oh. the movie as like yeah, pretty much. Avatar media. Yeah, it's like you don't have to think See about. Po, baby, let's go. Because it's like a theme park is fun, right? You go in there, you can ride a ride, you can buy stuff, having a good time, right? And it's attached to other theme park shit. So like you can go see other things. You go can ride go to Expedition things. Everest. You can, yeah, you can have, have a good time. Go real animals. Yeah. You can, yes, you can see real animals. Now, if you go into a James Cameron movie, an Avatar movie specifically, all you're going to get is like Sigourney Weaver, Zo- Zoe Saldana, and like uh, fucking, what's his name? What's that guy's name again? Sam Worthington. Sam, Sam Worthington. Yes. I was about to say Sam Taflin, but that's the guy from Hunger Games. Oh. And I almost said Joel Edgerton, even though Joel Edgerton is a good actor who's still working and I respect very much. <laughs> For some reason, I was like, like the ton part they do have a similar vibe and they're both australian right so like it kind of makes sense that i I went there right um yeah sam worthington who like hasn't done anything of note he's an avatar he's trapped he's trapped down there he he is in avatar land it's similar to how tyler hecklin is trapped in um (laughs) metropolis or whatever the fuck it's called for for, for superman i don't even know anymore um but yeah that's that's our that's talking about everybody wants some so now we have to do what the plot and i have to guess shelby i'm really excited about shelby's gonna guess brainstorm from 1983 would you like anything else would you like the top three build in this movie or do you want to just no because i just want to be surprised i don't want to know anything honestly i'm just because i have an idea of what it could be in my head but i know it's probably wrong let's go i've read the wikipedia i'm ready so all I was saying before we, you know, finally pick this movie is that I'm just getting this vibe that it's like a scanners type movie or maybe like an, like a Jacob's Ladder type scenario and that it's like brainstorm. So I'm thinking like brain, right? Mind, the inner workings of the mind, if you will. Um, and then I'm thinking about like, okay, so storm part of it, you know, obviously we know brainstorm I'm thinking but like, what if it was like more literal, you know? So like a like, geostorm, like a geostorm for the brain. So like, maybe there's some head exploding, but I don't think it goes that far. I'm thinking it's like, maybe there's like a really smart guy 
If I end up accidentally regurgitating the plot of A Beautiful Mind, don't say anything. Um, but there's like, this really smart guy. <laughs> there's this really smart guy. <laughs> Paul Bettany Pierce. No. Um, there's this really smart guy, I guess. He, I don't know. He's good at like science. I'm not going to say math. I'm going to say science. He's like good at science. He's like a professor or something. Um, and so he basically is like, okay, I, I don't know. I'm going to like discover something. So he does, he discovers like not the cure for cancer, but like maybe like something to do with the brain, maybe like Alzheimer's, like the cure for Alzheimer's or something. I don't fucking know. But like, here's the thing. It's sort of like a green goblin scenario and that like he tries it out on himself and then everything goes horribly wrong. But like, instead of him becoming like deformed and like having a gigantic brain or whatever, no, instead he's like, he has like a Jacob's ladder, like esque sort of visions, maybe like it like shows him things that he's like scared of things that make him uncomfortable, whether they're nightmares or maybe, maybe we go like full minority report. Maybe he's seeing shit before it happens. Right. Like he like becomes a precog. I don't fucking know. Um, and also because he has this Alzheimer's cure, maybe it makes him like a target of the government, right? And so they're like coming after him, but he can also see his future. But also like, if you do stuff, then that changes that future. So that creates problems. So he's trying to escape authorities or something. I don't know. So it's like a big chase and maybe at the end, it's a big shock and he dies at the end or something. I don't know. I don't even know if a man stars in this movie, but this is just like the vibe I'm getting. It feels right. Um, honestly, I think my movie would make a hundred million dollars mm. opening day. I'm just saying like opening day alone, it would make a hundred million dollars. Freak every box office record. You're really incredible. Just taking down Avengers Endgame. Taking down Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Easy. Like no problems. Um, maybe there's like a love interest in it. Who's also a scientist. Maybe she's a little bit more mousy haired or it could be like a dead ringer scenario where it's like just like some random woman who like, you know, maybe comes into his practice or something. I don't fucking know. Or like is a test subject or I don't know, like submitted to like clinical trials there. Maybe she's submitted to clinical tri- trials. They fall in love, whatever. And she's like, what's your problem? You've been acting strange. And he's like, I've not been myself lately um, because I took like, you know, I don't know. I, I took the Alzheimer's cure and now I'm, seeing things and then you know that's like the entire movie that's it I don't know okay well um first I do want you to know that this is um Natalie Wood's last film oh no (laughs) and Christopher Wagen is her husband and um is he evil and Jason Lively yes that's Robin Lively and Blake Lively's brother plays their child um and then Louise Fletcher plays uh Christopher Walken's co-worker um so (laughs) what this movie is is uh Christopher Walken and Louise Fletcher have uh they work on this project that you can like map like your whole experience and your emotions you can like revisit them um and then she unfortunately suffers a heart attack and she's like oh my god I'm gonna die let me record my experience and so he's like, oh, let me put this on and like try it out. And he almost has a heart attack and almost dies. Uh, and then. Wait, so I did like kind of get like that he tries the thing. Yeah. And then. Thing, kind and, of. And um, then it looks like it turns into a heist movie where 
Natalie Wood and Christopher Walken are like trying to like get project brainstorm and like, you know, steal all the files and things like that. Um, and their son uses project brainstorm at one point and has a psychotic experience. Um, that's brainstorm. The end is wild. Oh I, okay. There's like a whole section on Wikipedia page under production. Natalie, Natalie Wood's, Wood's death. death and death. <laughs> is brainstorm a masterpiece? <laughs> Maybe. I have to watch brainstorm. Maybe. I'm intrigued by whatever you just told me. I mean... The poster uh, on Letterboxd is wild. Psychotic. Oh, it's fully terrible. It's got like the green, like computer text over it with Christopher Walken wearing the shiny headpiece that has like a lens flare on it. And then it's just got like, like, I'm pretty sure they use like a water filter or like a marbled, like, like liquid, like liquefied tool in Photoshop, kind of like a filter texture over it. Um, and then lime green text that just says brainstorm, but it's like the typical, like, you know, like really blocky sans serif font that is used with like futuristic shit. Like I, that's like- I do believe that after Dune on Saturday, I'll be spending $2.99 to watch this and then probably watching Undrafted, so- Love that for you. Sounds like a great Give a TCM time. login. That's on TCM. I wonder <laughs> if I wonder if my parents' Dish Network would work. See, I have I actually have all the channels on my Comcast, but I don't pay for any of the channels. They just mm. like exist there. Like I don't pay for cable at all. But I have so many channels, and like they didn't exist at first, and then like I rehooked up my cable at one point, and then they were all there, and I don't pay for them. But so that means my logins don't work for like law, like things like this. Uh, If my parents will. Maybe worth it just to try it for, you know, brainstorm. (laughs) There you go. Um, Brittany, would you like to share your social media or plug anything? Uh, You can follow me on Twitter. It's Brittany underscore box two. And uh, that's it. Um, simple and watch to the point the leftovers thank you yeah always always yeah. watch the leftovers always watch Watchmen and lost yeah <laughs> the same in Lindelof universe yeah very important to get that message out there um, <laughs> go see Top Gun Maverick whatever the hell that comes out I guess if you're interested um and sign a petition to ban um the CW from producing any more Superman content so Tyler Tyler Eckley can be freed yeah from whatever jail they've put him in I don't care how lucrative it is for him we want better and um as far as our social media goes you can follow us on Twitter at blessed pick and on Instagram at blessed.picture you can join our discord and talk to us about movies and you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts Spotify, Pocket Cast, Overcast. Um, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. Um, and that's all I got. Um, go to a baseball party or go to a theater party. Go to your favorite college bar. <laughs> Say the word raw dog a lot. <laughs> Talk about how you have the best cheese on campus. The best cheese on campus. Yeah totally normal thing that everybody says watch some twilight zone not twilight no and watch twilight Mm. period (laughs) end of sentence um watch twilight and think about how tyler hecklin could have been emmett
Honestly, he would have been wasted. So it's kind of good. He didn't get that, honestly. So true. Although um, maybe they would have like tried to give him like a stupid Tarzan movie that nobody's going to watch. And, and maybe like he would have done better. I don't know. And class, cast Glenn Powell and Tyler Hecklin in rom-coms. Thank you for your time. They should kiss each other. Oh, yeah. In those rom-coms, mm, specifically. That's inspired. Why not? Thank you. That's inspired. Thank you.